0: TPV Radio, Central Texas. This is A.R. Base. Keep it locked right here on TPV Radio. You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. Christian in the land. In the Voice Radio, radio Network. Yeah, yeah. Are you
1: ready radio to walk, family? family? Yeah. Let's go.
2: That's right, family and friends. It is the hottest radio network on the planet. TPV Radio have an all-star lineup just for you. Sunday, TPV Reloaded at 2 p.m. Monday, it's The Grub at 12 p.m. The Reality Coach at 6 p.m. Tuesday, Victory Over the weights of Life at 6 p.m. Friday, The Caribbean Pepper Pot at 8 p.m. Saturday, Brother Down Presents at 4 p.m. Men, Let's Talk every first Friday of the month at 4 p.m. TPV presents by Appointment Only. Coming to you on June 6th. It is our Saturday Buffet with Lorraine Brown at
1: 12 p.m. Walk with me. Let's go.
3: At Majal's Products, we care for a
1: better you. With our handmade natural ingredients to give you healthier skin, body, and stronger hair. Like our face. Foot, hair and body care products. To order yours today, please visit our website at www.majalsproducts.com or on Facebook at Majals Products. Get yours today and get your faster results without breaking the bang!
0: You never heard Christian radio quite like this? this.
1: Get your fix
0: 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Network. You're listening to Dorothy Patterson, The Reality Reality. Coach, right now on TPV Radio.
2: Hello and welcome. I'm Dorothy Patterson, The Reality Coach, Liberating minds, transforming lives. Romans twelve two through 3. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. For through the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think, but to think so as to have sound judgment as God has allotted to each a measure of faith. Let's get today's show started. Everyone, it is so good to be back in the building, in the house, on the air once again. I am Dorothy Patterson, the reality coach, and man, have I got something to share with you today. First of all, let me say hi to Lillian, Angie, and DeWanna. Thank you all for tuning in. I tell you, this is something that I need your opinion on, and if you want to call in, Let me put the number for you to call in and leave your comments there because I need your feedback. Your opinion is very important about today's show. And if you can hear me clearly, please put in the reply box yes because that is something that I need to do. I'm trying something new today. I'm going live on Facebook at the same time that I am on the Internet radio. Hi, Pamela. Anyway, you guys, before I get into today's show, let me say a quick prayer. Father, we come, our Father, we come, thanking you for just another opportunity to be able to say something on your behalf that you have laid within my heart and the hearts of those that are listening. And Father, I ask that you let everyone know that everyone's opinion counts and it is so needed in today's trying times. And we are different people going in different directions, but yet. Those of you who that believe, but those of us that believe in you, we're all heading for the same common goal, and that is for your glory and for your. And for your glory and for your purposes only. And Father, if I say something that is not of you, please do not let it come out of my mouth. And if it, if I should say something, Lord, let people know that it is not meant to be of judgment. It is meant to try to give an understanding from my perspective only, using your word as my guide and my compass. Father, I thank you in the mighty name of Jesus. I do pray. Amen. Okay, you guys. Let me tell you this. Man, for those of you who have not, hi, Paula, hi, Shalika. um, For those of you who didn't get the flyer, if you see that the flyer states, personal pandemic. And as you can see, I have on a hat and a jersey because I am in support of the protest. I'm in support of what people are protesting for. But what I'm not in, in support of is the way that we're going about doing it. I know that everybody has to do things the way that they want to do them or the way that they feel is necessary to do them, but that is not my way of doing it. And I can't say I can't say that anyone is wrong for the way they're doing it, but when you do something that is out of order and causing complete chaos and you say you are a woman high pollen, you say you are a person of Christ then that is not of God, and he is not in the midst of it, nor is he the author of it. So we have to be careful how we say that we're representing Christ. And if there are people down there that are representing Christ, can we not at least say to someone, hey, let's try it a different way. Hey, let's calm down. To take things from people that is not yours in the name of protest, that's not the way it goes. That's not not the way it goes. At all.
1: So needless
2: to say, this is what I want to say. A lot of people have personal pandemics, which is stress on the inside of them, and they use every opportunity to use it as a way to do what's been in their heart anyway. And I'm not laying in judgment of anyone, but I am saying that sometimes you have to be careful on how you handle your business. Because a lot of times when tragedy or something happens, the real you is displayed. The real you is displayed. And that's one thing that I can say is happening now. For people who are out looting and going into stores stealing things, were you taking things before the death of George Floyd? Were you taking things before this? That's just a question I want to ask you. If you want, why did you, why are you doing it now? Why are you doing it now? Do not look like opportunists, and that's what a lot of people are looking like—opportunists taking advantage of a bad situation where there are so many of us Americans who are upset and outraged at the senseless death that was displayed all over Facebook of George Floyd, and now because of all the rioting and the looting and the looting, we got we can't, we can't even get we can't even stay focused on what the real issue is. The fact is that a man was murdered on I I would say national Facebook. Worldwide Facebook. A man was murdered. And that makes no sense. None whatsoever. At all. And And I just hate to say it, but people, come on. Don't use someone's death as your way to to come up, her to say, as you all call it, some people have said. But needless to say, let me talk about what's going on with me. I had to come into grips with what was really going on inside of me. When I would become angry and find every opportunity to jump on a band, become a bandwagon bandit, it's because normally I had something personally, personally on the inside of me that was not right. I wasn't dealing with my own personal issues, and the minute I had an opportunity to get busy, that's what I did. I became a bandwagon bandit. And that's what so many of us do. We become bandwagon bandits, and we jump on the pandemic of whatever it is. And normally, it's something on the inside of us that's horrible. And I just, I just have to say, you guys, hold on. What, I am so sorry. I don't know who this is ringing my doorbell, but I'm going to keep talking because I'm the reality coach. I am here live trying to do this thing, and, oh, goodness. Just one moment. Now, how did that turn around? My goodness, excuse me. I am so sorry. I'm so apologetic. But obviously, they're not going away from my door. But that's okay. I'm going to keep it moving. There's always something going on at the house of the reality coach. But needless to say, I have used every opportunity to do things that are not right. Whenever I am going through something, and that's just what I do, well, okay, I'm so sorry, I'm on the air, my neighbors are knocking on my door, I'm so polished. I apologize. but this is what I do, goodness gracious, thank you guys for hanging in here with me, thank you so much, and I do apologize for the disruption, but God is good anyhow, and I'm going to keep it moving, and keep going. But like I was saying, I have utilized every opportunity to jump onto a bandwagon and become just so caught up in what's going on with everyone around me. And I never want to look at me. I never want to say, okay, Dorothy, perhaps you're doing this the wrong way. Perhaps you need to think about a different way to do things." No, 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 no. Because nine times out of ten, I don't want to look at Dorothy. I want to blame someone else for my own problems. And that's what creates most of the stress in my
4: life.
2: Now I'm back situated. I'm so sorry, I apologize. But let me get back on course. Y'all pray for me. Because there's always something in the life of the VI hope you But here we go. So what I was saying is if you had if you didn't watch this show maybe uh what was it, a week ago, one of the things in my life that was bothering me that I did not want to face was the, was the fact of my childhood. So in order for me to get a clear understanding and stop rising within myself and taking it out on other people and using it as an excuse to excuse the unexcusable, I... People break out and they start doing things Either they want to be a part of something for the wrong reason or for the right reason. And I can see a lot of people being a part of this chaos for the wrong reason. They're in there stealing and taking from innocent people. And then the media, I am so tired of the media, and I'm not sure if they're doing it intentionally, but maybe they're getting misinformed with the media. I don't know, but I do know that the media does keep a lot of unnecessary tension going amongst people. First of all, this should not be a color issue. This should be a human issue. And for the most of us, I can say at least 90% of us is having problems as human beings watching this kind of debacle of injustice, this debacle of chaos, this debacle of looting, uh, looting and this whole rioting and causing nothing but civil unrest. This is civil unrest at its finest. So the reason I say that they need to quit making this be a color issue is because First of all, we've got too many interracial couples. We've got people who have, we have white people married to black people. We have black people married to white people. We have Hispanic married to white. We have all types of nationalities now. So to keep making this be about a color is so sad. We're the ones that keep doing this, not not the media keeps doing it and we keep buying into the chaos. Because if you go out there, from what I understand, I have not
1: been out there, but I have
2: talked to many people who have been out there, they said it's just as many whites as there are blacks, and just as many Hispanics as there are black and white. There are all types of people out there doing this. It's just not one race. So let's please stop making everything be about race. Now, in this case of George Floyd, we can't help but say it's about race. We can't help but say it. What other reason would someone have to hold their knee on someone's neck for eight minutes and some odd seconds? Even after the paramedics got there, they still this officer still has his knee in this man's neck. That is ridiculous. I don't know what was going on in his in 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 his day. Maybe he was stressed out, but now he's really going to be stressed out. His life has changed forever. So you guys start getting that that whatever, that inner rage, that pandemic of uh, uh, of personal, that personal pandemic of stress, whatever is bothering you, get it out, because eventually it's going to come out, and it may come out at the wrong time on the wrong person during the wrong season, and that is what has happened. This man may have been stressed out on the job, and instead of him taking a break, Or instead of someone noticing, because I guarantee you, this is not the first time that this officer has displayed that type of prop, that type of attitude. But no one said anything, and you guys, let the reality coach tell you this. One thing I can say that I am very upset about that it took too long. It took too long to hold him accountable. This was not a. This was not an assumption. This was not something that we didn't. We we can't say that we thought. It's not something that we cannot truly say was dead wrong, and a man a man ends up losing his life. And then we not only does the police officer with the knee in his neck, in the man's neck doing wrong, but what about the other officers standing around? I just don't understand that. How can you stand around and see someone's life being sucked out of them or choked out of them because of your officer? You're sworn to take an oath. You should have done something. And because you didn't, if I go to a store and I go inside the store and I rob that store and I've got someone innocent in the car that has no idea that I am stressed out and I need some money and I'm going in that store to take that money and I come out and the camera is on that person sitting in the front seat, the innocent individual, that person is charged with the same crime. Well, you know what? I think that those officers that stood around and watched this, they should be charged with the same crime. And I guarantee that code that they have amongst fellow officers, they'll stop doing that. They'll stop letting their their, their co their, uh com, um their their their, their co workers get away with that foolishness. It makes no sense. We got to do something. And instead of us out here in these streets riding, when I was in Austin on the 25th of May. When I was in Austin on the 25th of May, I didn't see that many people there. I didn't see that many people of color there, but I saw other nationalities. And guess what? If they get it done for them, they're getting it done for us. We've got to come together, America. Stop staying apart. Let's come together and make things happen. Because if we want something to happen right in here in Dallas, what is that going to do? What is that going to do? Tell me, what is that going to do? This happened in Minnesota. Our chief of police can't do anything about what's going on in Minnesota. But you know who can do something? Our governor, Greg Abbott, because let me tell you how this has to go. If we want things to change, we got to do a different method of approach. We've got to start putting things into a bill. So guess what we can do? We can all line up and go march down by the thousands down there in front of Greg Abbott's office. In front of Greg Abbott's office and talk to him in solidarity. It doesn't matter what color you are. You should be saying I'm a human and a human I watch get murdered right in front of me. Right in front of me, and then I hear, all us mothers. If nobody else, parents, sisters, brothers, but nobody else, if nobody else shows up as a mother, I'm sitting here with this on, on, on the, looking like I'm ready. I'm in support of a ride because it's kind of hot outside, so I need a hat on so I can kind of block the sun. So I'm letting you know I am in support of what you're doing, but the method that you're using, no. But if you want to go down to Austin with me, and we're going to stand in front of Greg Abbott and say, Hey, Mr. Abbott, Governor Abbott, you chose to become the, become the governor? Well, then we need you to roll down to Washington, D.C. and put this bill into place. Whatever it may be, we need to get together, figure out what kind of bill we need to put in place to hold officers of the law accountable for their actions. They're held, they should be held to a higher degree of standard." And I can tell you right now, people, we have rided with Rodney King. Did any laws get put in place? Not that I know of. If you know one, please put it in the text box so I can see it. We ride with Trayvon Martin. Did anything get taken? Did anything get in place?
1: Nope.
2: We ride with Michael Brown. Did anything get in place? We ride right here in Dallas, again, you, uh, both, in, both in jeans. Did anything get changed? Now we ride it again for George Floyd. When are things going to change? When are things going to change? I just don't understand it. I don't understand it. Somebody please get some – I mean, I am not the smartest person in the world, but I know one thing. If it doesn't make book sense and it doesn't make common sense, there's some nonsense. Nothing is changing. All we do is raise up these big old fusses and we do all of this stuff, and then we write right back at the same place. Because I guarantee you, if Amber Geyer had gotten what I believe should have been done, I guarantee you, by the time these bills and laws get put into place, an officer would be too afraid to step out of the lines of his duty. And now they're trying to say that there's some type of substance in the man's system. I don't care what he had in his system. He was already in the car. He was handcuffed. What more could he do to you? He didn't have a tail, so he wasn't a whale, so he couldn't just knock the life out of you with his his feet. And then from what I understand, I didn't see it. Some officers had his feet pinned down. What is going on? Are you that stressed out on your job until it affects you in a personal pandemic way? Are you that stressed out? And so, hey, it's all right to go take a break. It's okay to go and say, hey, I've got to slow down. And I've got to realign my mind, my body, and my soul. And if he thought he was being impressive to show that he could hold a man down with his knee who's handcuffed, shame on him. And then the thing about it, people, when you're going through this type of stress, do you not think about what it's going to do to your family? Do you not think about it? What it's going to do to your family? I mean... I don't understand how, and I can see why it looks like black people are being unjustly treated, because here's something that we know for a fact, and it has been proven time and time again, and if we all be honest with ourselves, first of all, there shouldn't have been a delay in the arrest. I could see maybe an hour to find a way to pick him up or to get them back to the station. But for this type of chaos to have to break out in order for an arrest to be made, because it looks like, but I hate to say a white man choking the life out of a black man. And if the roles were reversed, there's no way it would have happened. I got a video from someone showing where there was two white officers arresting a white man. Now, the white man was resisting on every level. I mean, every level. And his wife is in the background saying, "Don't do it, honey. Don't do it. Just go peacefully. Get in the car." He is fighting these officers
5: so bad
2: that he has the audacity to take the officers' to baton and beat one of the officers with with their own baton. And then she's still screaming in the background, "You're gonna get arrested. You're gonna get arrested." Not you're going to get shot. Not you're going to get beat down. You're going to get arrested. So I'm looking at this, and I'm sitting here like, now, this doesn't quite look right. And I thought that was just the end of, oh, no. He beat the officer with his own club. He hit the female officer and the male officer. The officers are down. Now, this is one man beating up two officers. And then he gets in the police truck SUV and drives off and the police are running after their vehicle behind the man they never once took out their stun gun they never once took out their gun so I have to say there is something wrong with that when that happens and I know for a fact if it had been a black man it wouldn't have been don't do it get in the car piece. no it would have been pow 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 and I hate to say it but in that case, that's all I can say. It was because there's no way that that guy should have been able to hit somebody with a baton, not the police officer, and then take his SUV. And the what? You're going to get arrested, not you're gonna get shot. And here it is: this man in handcuffs, down on the ground, being choked to death. How? How? It makes no sense. Makes no sense. But here's, here's what I want us to do. I would like for us all to start educating ourselves a little better. Even me, I had to look up some stuff today because I want to know how can we stop this? Because this is, this is I, was looking at, I was looking up riot, and, and, and the word riot means a violent disturbance of peace by a crowd. Now, we know that that has happened, but then I went on and I saw that it's beyond the right. Now, everybody's uneasy. Even those that are not riding, even those that are just wanting to have some peace, wanting to have some justice, it doesn't matter. Anybody that saw that footage knows that justice needs to be served. So now we're in a civil unrest, which means involves damage to property or injury to other people. We're all stressed out now. Because of what's going on, we're all stressed out. We got, we're got, we in a country of civil unrest. Not only are we un, un, uneasy about what's happening with the police department, we're uneasy about what's happening with the CDC, We're un, the COVID-19. We got a lot going on. There's a bunch of stressed out people, and we need to come what? up with something before people start doing some more stuff. We thought Oklahoma bombing was bad. There's going to be some more stuff going on. And I, I, I just want us to come up with something. So I took the liberty to figure out, How do we get things to a higher level? Riding was fine, but it's not. If that's what you want to do, that's what you need to do. But I want to do something to where they cannot deny me. They can't say that I'm wrong. I feel like if Amber Alert can be put into place, one little girl gets kidnapped and Amber Alert is put into a bill, a law. We got... The uh, um, the Amber Alert, and then we've got uh, Susan B. Coleman. One woman had cancer, and look at what she's done by putting it in writing. Putting it in writing. And then we've got domestic violence. It's in writing. And then we got mothers against drunk drivers. Well, we need to have mothers against murder. Mothers against murder. My son was murdered. And let me tell you, my son was murdered, right? 2017. Do you think that they have done anything with that case? Now, I can understand. You may not know who did the murder of my son, but we saw who did the murder of George Floyd. We saw who did the murder of George Floyd. So why didn't didn't an arrest take place? Why? I just want to know why. I don't understand that. My son's murdered. You don't know, but you know that George Floyd was murdered by that police officer, and he was in uniform. And another thing. Okay, four officers, a crowd of people. I don't. I I don't know if I could have just sat there. I don't know. I really don't know because for one, I feel like someone the officers, and had challenged them, maybe this wouldn't be so out of control. Certainly they could get the person that challenged the officer off. I mean, what are you going to get, obstruction of justice? I mean, maybe, I bet you that cop wish someone would have stepped in now, because look at his life now. It's a complete mess. And now we're in all this civil unrest. But let me get back to what what I went to research. Okay, I was like, okay, how do we even go about changing the dynamics of things? I figured it's got to go to the governor, then it's got to go to the legislature, then it's got to go to the state, then it's got to go to Congress, and then it gets to the Senate. Well, I took the liberty because I wasn't so sure because I, it's been a long time since I had history and economics and the government and stuff. So I took the liberty to find out how a, it starts out as a bill and then it becomes a law. But here, I'm going to give you these nine steps, then I'm going to take a commercial break and then I want you all to call in to get a PM real quick because I need you to call in and give me your opinion about this. And if I'm wrong, guys, please inform me and give me a better perspective because I can get a little bowed about it and I can get a little off basis because I. I that's just who I am. The number to call is 515-605-9873, and I'm going to post it in the comment box because I really want people to call in and help me understand this and give me a different perspective because I'm not right all the time. I I just want some help. So the nine steps to make a bill become a law, it has to start out as a bill. First step, the bill is drafted any member of congress either the senate or the house of representatives can do it so that's what i'm saying you guys Riding here i i i don't know what it's doing we need to go where congress is at where the senate is at where the house of representatives are and let's go stand in front of their in front of their entryway and get them to get some attention that way then the bill is introduced that's number two Step three, the bill goes to committee. Step four, subcommittee review of the bill. Step five, committee mark up of the bill. Number six, voting by full chamber on the bill. Number seven, referral of the bill to the other chamber. Number eight, the bill goes to the president. Hmm. And then what happens is the president doesn't like the bill, and you know, um, we don't know what our president would do, and we haven't given him an opportunity to do it. But can we just put a bill on his his desk so we can see what he will do? Even though some of us may have a preconceived notion just by his actions, but let's put a bill on on his desk so we can see what he will do or will not do, because he can veto it. He can say no. But you can also put it into effect so let's 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 get a bill now these this This information comes from it comes from a website um that I looked up and tried to get it off of there because I wanted to make sure that I knew what I was getting into when I said this. Let me see okay well. All right, okay, it came from the National Human Genome Research Institute, the National Human Genome research institute so you guys can look that up i'm going to take a commercial break and i would love for you guys to give me your feedback and give me your take on this because we all have an opinion and it counts because we got to come up with a way i don't care what nationality you are you are please please call in the number again is five one i'm sorry five one five six zero five nine eight seven three i'll be back in about three minutes so you guys Call in because I really
0: want to hear what you got to say. I'm the reality coach, and I'll be right back. You're listening to Dorothy Patterson, the reality, the reality coach. coach, right now on TPV Radio.
1: Yo, what's good? It's your boy, side, Khalid. Listen, you're listening to the Summer's Voice Radio. Walk with me. Let's go. Work it, 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 you. it, it, not last this is not a because 'Cause I'm telling you, God don't come through so soon in my I Don't Work it. <sighs> Whoa! work it, work it, work it, work it. Work it, work it, work it, work it. Work it. Hey! Yeah. I believe without a doubt that my God will still Come on, he done bumped me on the door so I know that he will. No cause too big for my man cause he will. Work it, work it, work it, work it.
4: Right here
0: on TPV Radio, the station for inspiration. You're listening to Dorothy Patterson, the reality reality show. Right now on TPV Radio. Okay, you
2: guys. Okay, you guys, I'm back. Now I'm going to open up the phone lines. There are so many callers on the line, and I thank each and every last one of you all for calling in. This is amazing. God is doing some big things. I'm not sure what's going on with Facebook, but let me just not worry about that right now. Someone else has it up on their site. Um, I'm trying to get it back up, but needless to say, Oh, it's back up. Hey, y'all, I'm back. All right. Okay, now we have callers on the line, and I want to let you know that the whole premise of this show is to show how stressed. Is a personal pandemic. And what I mean by that is this officer that had his knee in this man's neck must have been stressed out about something, whether he did not like the color of the man's skin, he did not like the day, the day was going wrong, or somebody he let fly and they messed him up, his wife made him mad, his kid did something. I don't know, whatever it was, there's no excuse for someone being murdered on national Facebook. So if you guys have a comment, please, please, please share with me and give me a different way of looking at this because I'm a little upset. So can you open up the line, Chris? I, I, I would love to have a call of you for
3: uh, Yes, ma'am. All right. All right, Coach, our first number of the day. We will not read your whole number for security purposes. We will only read the last four digits of phone number. So first caller on the line Is 2789, 2789. You are on the air with Dorothy Patterson, a
2: reality coach. God bless you. Well, hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for calling in. Please give me your opinion about this. Is it just me, or do you believe stress is a personal pandemic that's going on with everyone along with all the other stuff? Can you give me your opinion, please?
6: Yes, well, I do think stress is a major part of a lot of things we're going through now. Um, mm-hmm. I, won't, I won't speak personally on the Mr. Floyd incident, but I know the way that we do um, react to different situations causes different reactions, mm-hmm. good or bad, and mm-hmm. uh, we do need to step back. And think before we do anything, because
4: mm-hmm.
6: we are being affected as a people, as a nation, the way that we're treating one another or treating ourselves during stressful situations.
4: So, mm-hmm. sure,
6: stress is a major issue, uh, and it can't be controlled by medication. Uh it's just something that's going to take time in dealing with that, I do believe.
2: So with, with, with stress being a key factor, do you think that a lot of times this is just an opinion? I, I, I'm For me, I didn't want to deal with a lot of things, hi, Grace. I didn't want to deal with a lot of things that were going on going on in my own life, and because I wasn't dealing with those things, it just kind of snowballed. And sometimes I found myself blowing up for reasons that didn't even make any sense, senseless. I mean, someone could just you. Know, I know I pulled over, I pulled out in front of plenty of people, but oh my goodness, one day I was going through so much, and somebody they didn't even get to pull out in front of me good.
1: They
2: barely got the barely got their bumper to the curb, and I was on that horn so hard and looking at them, giving them that look like I'm ready to break out. And, uh, pull out here if you want. So,
6: yeah. But stress. Yeah. You know, a lot of times, uh, Ms. Dorothy, we don't realize we're in stressful situations. We don't realize we're being stressed out. You know, Okay. These things just happen. And and when things like that, you know, you're driving behind a bad driver, you throw the finger or say a curse word, whatever it is. You don't realize at that moment you're stressed out. But that's mm-hmm. why it's gonna always take us being able to talk openly and freely to whether it be our pastors, our friends, our coworkers or whomever it may be. We have to get to the point that we know things are going to happen. And in saying that we have to be honest enough to know that I can't deal with life changes by myself. Mhm. And and so I, I heard you mention about your son and I do, you know, give you my condolences and sympathies for that. And and things happen like that in our lives and, and we can't control that. And when these things happen, we have to realize, hey, I need help. Whether I admit it or not And people around us should know that Hey, something is going on And they need help They need someone to talk to They need someone to be there for them If it's just to be there, just to be there You know, I may not be able to say anything To help it, to resolve it But just to know someone is there with me Then that's that's a little leeway for me So getting to the point that we learn how to Look at each other and kind of read where people might be, and we be honest is, with ourselves. We're not God, but we know who can. You are absolutely
2: right. Oh my goodness! That and you know, and that 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 is that is such a wonderful way to look at it. We have to know first of all. We have to learn our triggers.
1: We yeah. have to learn
2: what's going on with us. If you're starting to get a headache, that means your blood pressure might be rising or you might have an allergy or something going on. You might need to take a step back and go and go cool down, calm down, do whatever you need to do to get rid of the headache because a headache will make you a little stressed.
6: Yeah.
2: Well, thank you so much, Carla. And we're going to get to the next caller. Um, I believe it's. Um, Thank you so much, and and that was so informative. And I must say, you are so wise, so wise, so wise. And thank you so much for calling on oh, and, and sharing see. with us. Thank you, thank you. Um, I have a special guest that's trying to get in. Chris, can you uh uh put six 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 two on, please? Okay, gotcha.
3: All right, 6662, you are on the air with Dorothy Patterson, the reality coach. God bless you.
2: Hello, reality coach. How are you doing? I'm wonderful, wonderful. Thank you. What is your opinion? Please give it to me.
5: Well, first I want to say you guys are talking about some really good stuff here. You know, when you start thinking about stress and you start thinking about what the young lady uh, was saying before that spoke before me, um, and you, mm-hmm. one of the things about it is people have to be able to realize their triggers. And mm-hmm. when you start talking about realizing your triggers, a lot of times they require us to able to be able to really self-assess ourselves and see where we are with mm-hmm. ourselves. I know with me having a, a busy work life, having a busy home life with all those little kids at the house, you know, I have to find time to just steal away and just think about my day. And yeah, sometimes no. that's how I realize that I'm stressed you know mm-hmm. and then when i get there and i start saying okay well yeah i realize i'm stressed now that's about how do we channel that energy um mm-hmm. the officer that laid in on that man's neck you know he obviously channeled his energy incorrectly you know mm-hmm. so once we kind of realize at first i'm stressed now we got to know what do we do with that energy and that goes back to what you were talking about how we got to be going to our governor going to our lawmakers You know, uh, we gotta be uh, rallying that we want bills created. They're not in office unless we put them there. We're taxpayers or whatnot, so we gotta channel our energy in positive manners. You know, I don't, you know, I have nothing against anybody that's rioted. You know, but
1: let's channel our
5: energies away from tearing up stuff into tearing down stuff and making stuff happen for us. And that's when we get to the laws and the bills and the amber alerts and all the different things like that. So that's kind of my thoughts on it. That is
2: that is awesome and and you're right. You said the key word. When you realize you're stressed, you have to get off to yourself and and, and understand that you have had a busy work day. You do have a busy family life. And I know that there are a lot of people who are under tremendous stress, having to teach them kids and work too. Oh, my goodness. If this school don't hurry up and open the back up. My God, bless y'all. Bless your heart. Bless your heart. So it's good that you understand if you are stressed in a lot of ways. Thank you so much for your call and you were very insightful and yes, we have nothing against the way people are doing things, but we do need to get our lawmakers. We need to put people in the office, you guys, that are gonna make some laws and get some things changed. And it starts in your local government. Get on look at those ballots. Look at those voting ballots and see what What they're doing. We got all these representatives in here. They can write a bill. They can draft it and get it to Congress. But anyway, I won't go back off into that, entire We'll get to our next caller. Thank you so much, caller. I appreciate you listening in, and God bless you. God bless you. Thank you.
4: Is there another Uh, caller?
3: Oh, oh yeah. Uh, Next caller, last four digits, is 1955. 1955, you are on the air With Dorothy Patterson, the reality coach God bless you
2: Hi, and thank you So much for tuning in What is your opinion? I really want to hear it Because I know it's going to be a good one So give it to me, please uh,
3: Well, they just hung up Okay so
4: <laughs> Okay, well they don't want to That's
3: okay yes, yes, Let's go to the next caller Next caller, 5221 Fifty-two twenty-one. you are on the air with Dorothy Patterson, the reality coach. God bless you.
1: Well,
2: hello, 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 and welcome. Can you please give me your opinion? Please, please,
6: please. Uh, good afternoon. Good
4: afternoon.
6: I, I'm kind of at a, I don't really know where it starts, as there are so many um, different viewpoints that's going on today.
4: But mm-hmm. I would,
6: I guess I would start with the with the officer
4: mm-hmm.
6: Now, to be stressed and do things that you would not normally do That a normal person would uh, do or not do is one thing But mm-hmm. I cannot, in my opinion, what that officer did was not from stress That would be like mm. saying that That would be like saying back in during the slavery days that when they were hanging people and biting their women and children out to eat on a picnic while they did it, that they were doing it from stress. No, we have to kind of grip that there are some human people that are so evil Mm. that it is what it is. It has nothing to do with stress. It is to do with a no love of God. No fear of God and pure evil. Did he look stressed? He didn't look stressed to me. He had his hand in his pocket as if he could have been whistling
1: Dixie. What? So
6: I don't think his act was from stress. Yes, we all do have stress in our lives, and we may or may not do some things that we wouldn't normally do if our life was at peace, but that's only... Going to go so far When you have the love of God The fear of God And you are not an evil person You have a good heart Stress is only going to cause you to do certain things Now I do agree that there are some instances Where you get stressed to the point As last month was mental illness month Where your mental capabilities are at rest And can cause you to do some really terrible things but we're not talking about that mindset. Another thing I wanted to address was that officers go through a academy. Uh-huh. There are so many hours of classroom hours where uh-huh. you are taught and you discuss different issues. You also have to attend a race relations class in the academy. You also have class book um I mean classroom trials and classroom um experiments in relation to race relations. So there is some training. And also mm-hmm. there is nowhere in the academy that once you have a person in handcuffs that you do anything what can they do, kick? There are so many ways to stop somebody from kicking. You don't have to
4: mm-hmm.
6: stun gun them because they're kicking. Leave them on the sidewalk and let them kick till they get tired. Well, I tell,
2: from... tell you what, if, if they're kicking on that sidewalk, I tell you who will help them out, who will help them get tired real quick, it's called concrete.
6: Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. You doesn't you don't always have to use force. So, I mm-hmm. really think that maybe the academy need to put more emphasis on mm, critical thinking because that's where a lot of police officers make the mistake. They don't have any critical thinking. How what
7: about
2: their interpersonal? They, what about the interpersonal skills? Do they do? I, I don't know. Do they even talk about interpersonal skills?
6: Yes, they do. However, there is no pass or fail in that area. And Can you in you the, academy, there's no what? When you go through those oh. little classes, there's no pass or fail in those classes. It's just additional training.
1: And whatever comes
6: oh. out, comes out. I. You know, I have said in the class and said to myself, there is no way that that person needs to become a police officer. However, at the end of it, those people got their certificates the same way I got mine. I could have picked out of 30 people, I could have picked out at least five that I would have said, there is no way they ought to give him a gun and a badge. No way. Hmm. For different so, reasons, they. I even. I. I even saw that they were presidents, They were power hungry, or they had a loose screw already. Now, okay, so let me ask, to, go ahead. Let me, let me. ask you
2: this: Do they go to a? Do they? Who gives a psychological evaluation? Is it someone within the department, or do they go to an outside source who has no kind of bias?
6: They go to an outside source. Uh-huh. Even the teachers The teachers of the class Or are, uh, are other officers That probably been in law enforcement A lot of years But that doesn't qualify Them to teach Because there is a lot of things That were tried to uh, That they tried to teach me Or enter into my mindset That I said nope I'm going to get through this class But I'm never going to use that Or I'm never going to do that You know, I couldn't say it openly, and sometimes I would say, well, that doesn't look right or this or that, you know, and they may discuss it for a little while, but they're not going to even discuss When you come bring up an issue against something that you might have a problem with as a cadet, they're not going to really discuss it because it is the way it is.
2: So okay, okay. So huh? I take it that you you are a former police officer and have been through the academy. Am I correct? Correct. Okay. Let me um, let let me ask you this. So once you go against the, uh, I, I get I don't know what it's called. I, I well, guess you, Let me let me like, explain it to you. I know what you're asking.
6: Okay. let me explain it to you. Thank you. Okay. When you go in the academy, the first thing they teach you is that as a group of officers, that officers mm-hmm. have to stick together. And like in anything, even if it's like if you're a mail carrier, of course you can identify with another mail carrier. If you're a teacher, mm-hmm. you can identify with other teachers. But it's being a police officer is so much power and in a different uh, category altogether that we do identify with each other and there's nothing wrong with that but in the police academy it goes a step further because if another teacher do something all could happen is that teacher might get fired or whatever but if a police officer makes a mistake you know they're going to take a life by accident they might do this they might do that you can't even put it in the same category with any other working Constituents. So police officers are in a whole category by themselves, partially because they put themselves in that category, and the other part is because of the job that they are assigned to do, and and the power And,
2: and the power. And and it holds so much power And sometimes people with that type of power In their hands Is not good And me being a former celebrity stylist I have worked around people who have a lot of money And I know police officers don't make a lot of money But when you have money And you have a gun with the power To do what you want to do The ability to arrest or not arrest We We uh, We We we, (laughs) I've seen the people with the money. They are entitled and they use that as a personal leverage to to manipulate you into doing what it is that's against your belief. But because you want that, you want that that, that job. Now see, I didn't last long. I, I didn't last long at all. I'm telling you now. The reality coach failed at being a celebrity hairstylist because I could not do it. Okay? Money didn't mean that much to me but I had to I had to sacrifice my own personal belief to cater to someone who didn't even deserve the presence of my company. So what I'm saying is that so I can see where the badge and the and, and the gun, do you think a lot of that is what, what, what cultivates this type of attitude or this type of craziness, this type of
6: evil?
4: Well, let it, me
6: tell you. Well, let me tell you. Everybody doesn't go into police work to become a police officer to serve first of all. Mm. There are a lot of people that go through the academy that have money. Their families have money. That's not what nope. they're going so the pay doesn't mean anything. They're going there specifically because they know that badge and that gun carries a lot of weight. They, yeah, no, no. That is the intention to get the power of it. not They weren't like little, little kids, say, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a police officer. I want to help people and catch the bad guys. No, that is not their mindset. And because the mindset that evil people, prejudiced people have, is almost like the majority, when you go and you go to the psychiatrist. Depending on that psychiatrist, that might be the norm. But you know, it might appear to be norm. Now, it didn't appear to be norm to me, and I wasn't a psychiatrist. I just could see their behavior and and how they talked and how they did things. I, I wasn't, but the, honestly, the psychiatrist thought they were normal.
2: Wow! So it must have been very, very difficult. It must have been very difficult for you as a as someone who has a conscience. That uh to be a police to be in that type of profession and have people in in control of other p- innocent people's lives, so I'm sure you've seen so much as an officer, and judging by the way that you conduct yourself you we, we need more like you, we really do we really need ones like you that have compassion versus their own personal passions well, and 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 in I just
6: want to say thank you. Uh huh. In my closing, I would like to say I was in one of those situations where, mm-hmm. and I won't say what the police department or you know name any names of course, but I was in that situation where I was on went to bag up somebody that was making arrest, and it was an intoxicated person, and they were very intoxicated. They were driving up. The railroad track. You know how you go across the railroad track. They was driving the track as if they were the train. That's how intoxicated <laughs> they were. And they said they were trying to get home. They was look. They lived in Fort Worth, and they were somewhere not close to Fort Worth. But in any case, so when I got there, there was already a fight in progress. There were two officers, uh, uh trying to get this uh, gentleman apprehended. And he was putting up a fight in a drunk Will it's hard to arrest a drunk without injury to them or yourself. It's very, very hard. However, Mm -hmm. that is your job and, you know, you have training. You have to rely on other skills and not get angry, you know. So it really, when I found he drove up the tracks, it really... It was a serious situation, but that was funny to me. I was like, "Oh my God, he's that intoxicated." But I still had compassion for this man. I knew that he was drunk, and that he was not in—he was incapable of making any kind of intelligence decision. So you have to use what you can use, or what you've been trained, or being—you know—use your own common sense to try to get this man arrested, not by force or beating, you know. It was three of us. Mm-hmm. So in any case, he fought a hard fight. He did. And some of us was dirty, my knee near my pants was torn, you know? me. Mm-hmm. But did I have the desire to hurt that man? No. But we got the handcuffs on him and the, one of the officers took his metal flashlight. And I don't care if their officers listen to me. I don't care if you judge me. It does not matter to me because right is right and wrong is wrong. He took his metal flashlight and he hit that man in the head. And when Mm. you're intoxicated, you got to bleed freely. Blood went everywhere. I was so stunned and so outdone. I just did not know what in the world to do. And by that time, some other... um, Officers from other uh, agencies had kind of pulled up because I was working the night shift, and it's quiet, nothing to do, so everybody's going to go see what everybody else doing, right? It appeared that I was the only one that had a problem with what he had done. <laughs> Nobody said a word about it, and I didn't say anything either, and, but in my mind from that point, I said, oh, Lord, what am I going to do? So mm-hmm. when I got the, when I got, my shift was off, of course, and this was the guy in charge that did the hitting. He was a sergeant for that ship. Wow. So the next day I went into the station and I advised the chief what had transpired. He didn't want me. And I told him I was willing to make a, a written statement because I, 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 mean, I mean, I just thought, Something needed to happen to that officer. I didn't care that he was a fellow officer. It just wasn't right. He didn't ask me for a written statement. He said that he was going to do an a internal investigation. I waited a week. I ain't hear nothing. So, and, say, and knowing that what the procedures are, I went around and I went to the state and made a report. And that officer Uh-oh. lost his he job. And, but guess what? They treated me so bad that I had to leave that department. I was afraid that they may not really bag me up if I needed bagging up. So that is so, something that's real.
2: Can you can you put a pause, pause right there because I want to say something about that. So you have actually experienced where if you go against what they consider to be the norm when it's wrong to do something, when it's inhumane to do something, and you go against it, they may not bag you up.
6: Well, that was a feeling I got. I know they were not very happy with what I did. No officer came and said, you did the right thing. I would have did the right thing. You know, they were giving me the evil eyes and half-talking or whatever. So I he knew, was. and I mean it's just it, it's unspoken. You just do not turn in a, 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 that you're taught. You don't turn in an officer. You don't.
2: Wow. That is horrible. That is horrible. Uh, I, and 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 this is why. And I'm assuming that this may be a contributing factor as to why those other officers just stood around looking like holding back while you two. Okay, I'm we're sure. not gonna go back. To you. That's horrible. That is horrible. I'm so, sure. I think do you think as I stated earlier, if officers that are standing around watching other officers and it can be publicly displayed that they are standing around doing nothing, do you think if they start holding these other officers just as accountable that they will break that code of of indignant silence that they have going on within the force?
6: It surely, it surely couldn't help, and but I can't even say I can identify with those officers that were standing around, like, well, I know because of the quote, they are afraid to say anything. When it comes to a life versus your career or how you view, it, it's not worth anybody's life. It, it's just not. And had I known that he was going to hit that man with the flashlight ahead of time, I would have had something to say, but he did it so quick. I mean, nobody knew that that's what he was going to do. He just called off and did it. So I couldn't. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Well, thank you.
2: I, I, you've been so informative. And guess what? I think I have another officer on the line, and I'm going to bring him on because I want to see if he can, you know, give us some more light from another from someone who's within the belly of that beast because this is a big beast that we're fighting and this is why the the whole judicial system is messed up from attorneys to the officers to the governor. It, it it needs to be some type of Something needs to be done Some type of revision needs to be done Because this is absolutely ridiculous We got cops killing people wide open now We got people that are being falsely accused We got so much going on Within this belly of the beast Carla, thank you so much You have been so informative And trust me, we validate you And we celebrate you for doing the right thing Against so many Thank you so much Thank you, God bless you, you do, girl. <laughs> thank you you're more than welcome. And uh, can we put on one nine one four, please, um, Chris?
3: One one nine one four. They are not on the line as of yet. Okay. Can we go to
2: another caller? Do we have any more callers?
3: Uh, uh, you got one more. Uh, four. Okay. Four seven. Four seven, four seven. Four seven four seven. You are on the line with Dorothy Patterson, the reality coach. God bless you.
2: Well, hello, thank you for calling Your opinion counts Let me, can. do you have one that you can share with me? Hello? I guess they're not there
3: Yes, they're just listening So Okay, that's fine yeah, So back to you
2: Okay, awesome You know, I I, I just have to commend the former officer that just got off off the line. You guys, it takes a great deal of courage to go against a whole gamut, a whole force. To go against a force, to know that you're out here by yourself pretty much because if you get to the point where you go against the standards or against what protocol, the secret protocol is, it, it, there's no telling you may I mean, and then her being a female Out there Something has to be done This is this is insanity at its finest And as she stated And I, I must say She called it what it really was She called it what it was in her opinion And I have to say I don't know if stress had anything To do with what this man was doing But I have to almost agree, even if I am stressed out to that point, at some point, my mind got to say, this man is choking. He's telling me, I I don't know if he's zoned out. I don't know what, I, 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 I don't even know what he was thinking. I don't even think he was thinking. I don't know if the ego, pride, all that. But, you know, the scripture says, pride goes before the fall. Pride goes before the fall. So if you're so prideful that you can't understand that you're taking a life and you're choking somebody to death, something is wrong. You've got to do something. you got to do something. I I I don't. I don't know. I, I I don't. I don't have. I'm at a loss of words. I am just speechless. You guys, let me just take a break because she is giving me a headache because I cannot believe that people are so callous and these officers are so horrible that they will do this. Oh, okay. Well, before I go on the break, I have nine one nine one four on the line. Ooh, Chris, please put him on. Oh my goodness.
3: Well, nineteen fourteen. Welcome to Dorothy Patterson, the reality coach. God bless you.
4: Thank you.
8: How are you doing?
2: I am wonderful, wonderful. So are you in law enforcement?
8: No, I am not in law enforcement and I'm I don't I'm apologize if I gave you that that um understanding. I was in the military and I made the comment oh, well, about the military having the same challenges.
2: Okay as far okay. as police so, force. Really? So explain that please.
8: I mean, you're dealing with racism, and, and this is back when she was talking about, you know, they shouldn't even have a badge. But, I mean, you deal with racism in the military, and these are the same people that you have to depend on to have your back when you're in war. Or even if you're on mm-hmm. a, a, a peace line, it's the same thing. But uh, it's, it's difficult to judge them based on if they're racist or not, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. your country has been protected by racism. And I and I understand as a law for, law enforcement, they're trying to get bodies. They're trying to get bodies to do a job. So if they're not, if they don't have a bad record, they basically get on there. I'm uh from inform, uh, formerly incarcerated inmate. I've been out. I did 19 and a half years. You see the same thing when you look at TDC officers. They may not have a well. They have a, a license to have a gun, but you give them keys in a billy club, and they get the same complex. The superiority complex, and you have inmates dying in prison just like you have people in the streets dying in prison. I think, and uh, it's almost equal, and at the hands of the law enforcement. The thing is, because criminals are in prison, uh, nobody cares. You know, so people are dying, and so you have other guys uh, like myself and uh, Michael that's that's fighting for the vo- for their voices to be heard because. People are dying and their parents or family members are getting uh, false reports just like the uh, George did. He had a false report because the same people that support the, the officer that killed him is doing the report. It happens in prison all the time. And if you listen hmm. to me and they'll tell you that. And family members uh, are just burying their kids and their kids were actually murdered. So, and, wow. and uh, is it stress? I mean, it could be a number of things that's causing these people to do what they do. And and it's, it's foolishness, of course. It is. But I was just calling, uh, just on behalf of uh, us just doing what we need to do to be a light in this. Is looting the answer? No, it's not. No, it's not. Even though America was built on looting, you know, think about that. Let that marinate for a moment. But that's Mm -hmm. not the thing for us to do. You see in videos where you have men trying to tell 16-year-olds, don't do it like this. Because if a 16-year-old go out there trying to fight and loot and and do all this foolishness and they begin to shoot, what generation do you have next to stand up Mm -hmm. and to fight? And the thing that I learned while I was on the inside to prevent murders that was in in my area or anywhere in Mm -hmm. my fight, I had to teach men how to think. And I, mm-hmm. I, I say teach when may, Which may, may sound offensive to some men When I say teach But normally we don't think We react We just react And when we react We don't always make the best decision But when you stop and think On what, may, what step you need to take next You can tie their hands And you can make sure everything mm-hmm. is exposed Just like it's been exposed mm-hmm. Somebody did the right thing holding Taking a video And that's where it started it started right there, mm-hmm. but I was just I was just calling and uh, supported an officer. You know, thank you for your service, what you've done, and that is an all too familiar situation where you are both supposed to have the same vision and the same mission, and then somebody at the split of a second act out totally totally against your morals and your values, and you now you're stuck in that position. It happens so many times. And that's what a lot of uh, everybody wants to be mad at all the cops. You can't be mad at all of them because just what she said she faced is what they face all the time, all the time. One moment is cool. They got everything under the wrap. Then before you know it, boom, they take off and do something that, that everybody has to pay for. It's not like they even seen it coming. And I understand saying that people need to, uh, they need certain different types of training. Being who I am, it's difficult for me to tell you. The story that you have, Dorothy, it's a powerful story, and and a lot of people have that uh, experience in their life, but they don't have anyone to talk to or nobody being a voice on their behalf. So I congratulate you on that. But the thing is, a person like you can deal with a person that's been through what you've been through. But you can go through a million trainings. I've had education, been to college and stuff, a couple of degrees, still going to college. And I learned so much through college. Come on. But nothing mm-hmm. solidifies my education like experience because you never know how you're going to react in a situation until it hits you. So you can talk about culture. You can talk about uh, what you should do. A white person, when you meet a black person, a black person, when you meet a white person, you can take all this training, add it on Mm -hmm. to your stressful job. She know her job was stressful. That's a stressful job. It's a very stressful job. Can't take that away. That adds to it. But once something takes place, you have no idea what you're going to do. You have no idea what you're going to do. You know what you was trained to do, and then some other stuff Mm -hmm. just come out of nowhere because you immediately go off into defense mode, and that's just Mm -hmm. like until you've had a constant practice of that. That's why your martial arts teachers, they're some of the best teachers because they have practice, your best teachers are Mm -hmm. teachers who have competed because they know how to counteract. They know how to do the things to protect themselves. They know how to do uh, um, combinations. They know when to because they've had practice. So you can go to them and learn your best. But college education and classes and certificates, those are beautiful. Those are wonderful. But until we get, and this is just my personal belief, if we get officers in the community more involved, which is very difficult because they're low in staff, but there is an opportunity. However little it is, all God needs is a little room, just a cracked door. And it would happen. Change would have. They will get a taste and experience the mindset, the mentality of black people, and they will be forced to to um, put in a position where they they will have to understand because they have dealt with them in a, in a in a situation outside of picking them up from robbing a grocery store or shooting somebody or something something crazy like that.
2: Wow. You know, David. In my book that I've written, the reality of abuse, the aftermath, and the recovery—that is one thing that I point out about education and experience, and 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 that's 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 kind of where I take it to a biblical standpoint. Mm-hmm. Wisdom, knowledge, knowledge, knowledge is good, but wisdom is, is is precious, and wisdom means you've actually walked through that fire. Knowledge means someone is told you about the fire being hot. But when you walk through that fire, you know that that fire will burn you. And what I say to people all the time, education gives me the credentials, but experience gives me the credibility. And I know if I can get both, I would love to have mm-hmm. both where I get both. But I tell you what, ain't nothing like experience. When you experience right. it, you know firsthand what's going on, you know how to handle it, and, and, and you know what not to do. And you become, your critical thinking is peace.
4: That's right.
8: That's right. Your critical and thinking
2: I, is, is, is on point. And that's what you've done is you taught people in prison, men, to think critically. And when you said about people dying, my son served 10 years in prison, and in those 10 years when he served, I tell you what, he was gassed, He was beat up by officers, and then what the officers did is they turned a the deaf ear. They just turned the, they turned around and didn't even say anything. That's horrible.
8: Mm-hmm. And it 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 happens. It happens more often than people think. It does.
2: That's terrible.
8: It, and what I I just want to see. I want to see us as a people. And I'm not. Uh, uh, pro-black by any means because I know for a fact that when we rise, we rise together. Because mm-hmm. that experience is what you know, what the white man, what the Mexican man, what the white man know, uh, uh, yellow man, Asian, what have you, what they know and what I know, when we put it together it builds a solid foundation to build something solid and something exactly. because each tool can be used. That's what we were designed for. But I would like to see us educate our black Children educate our black Children not in chaos Not with emotions Because we'll say yeah we done taught our Kids we don't taught them what to do We don't taught them about this they see this We don't hide this from it but what they Actually get they get a a a, a Like a, a broken dam They're flooded with chaos And emotions and feelings This is what's happening look at what They're doing to us this is how we react. You need to march, but they don't understand and they're not being taught what they're looking at. And we need they well, need to know. They need to know what they're looking at and they need to be properly educated in that, not from our emotions or from chaos, but from sitting down and talking to them about it.
2: Well, well, let me let me ask you this. In in the book I also talk about children have gone wild because do you think that some of the some of the music that we used to listen to, it mm-hmm. didn't quite give you a full picture of what was going on, but you you, you had to really listen to it. You know, for the mm-hmm. longest that some of the comic dogs, I literally mm-hmm. thought a dog was chasing a cat for the longest. I mm. had no idea. And now music just openly gives our children these. I mean, I. I, I I, I think we just got to revamp the whole way we're doing things. And as you said, we've got to start educating our children. Yes, that, that that looks all good, that looks all fine, but there is a fine line between good and bad. That's right. A fine and I don't line, think, and we have to, uh, go ahead.
8: No, no, I was just going to say, I don't think uh, the music, yes, the re- music is just a result. It's just a result. Of a deeper problem, the deeper problem wow. is the only reason they listen to music and adapt to music is because
7: mm-hmm.
8: that's what they have right now. They don't have a parent to listen to, they don't have a big brother to listen well, to, they don't have a cousin well, or somebody to listen to they, don't have, they, don't, they they're not being embraced, so they begin to take these things on
2: well well uh again that that it's all propaganda. we have to pay attention to it. It's all propaganda it's all mm-hmm. tied together.
8: But I, believe, I find the one thing that I find, and I say this because I spent my time in prison, and you will be surprised, the 18-year-olds that's coming into prison from juvenile and the ones that are getting locked up at that age and coming into prison, they're still looking for men models. And they watch really? what you do, and they watch what you say. They
4: now, look. they may do
8: stupid things, but that's part of life. People do mm-hmm. stupid things. We can't – somebody do something stupid, we want to throw them away. Are they stupid? We grew up doing stupid things trying to figure out life ourselves. Uh, uh, that's just part of the cycle, trying to gain your own identity. But then when mm-hmm. they have somebody that's right there, they begin to call guys a couple of years older than school. What's up, pops? Hey, unk. They trying to identify with something. And I've watched so many wow. men change because they had me to come to to walk with them Because I didn't judge them When they did something foolish or, or or abominable to everybody else I sat down and I talked to them And now let's look at what you did And why you did it And where this took you All right now Don't get back out there man Because you don't you don't, I, you. This is not a shelter for you Because the world is not going to keep you sheltered. You got to learn how to face this and deal with that. But I'm there walking with them. And when they find men that's there to walk with them and pour into them and actually give them Mm -hmm. a a, a good understanding of what's happening in their life or what they're looking at or where they need to go or how to even walk, how to even walk in life. They take that, and it always come forward. There's a scripture in the Bible that people avoid too many times. It says, train up a child in the way that they will go, and when they are old, they will not depart. There's a journey in the middle of that. Hmm. There's a journey in the middle of that. We have to hold tight to the faith of what God said in the end as they go through the journey because the journey is not their destination. The journey Uh is just a process to where they're headed so we can't lose faith in them we got to continue to pour into them. We we can't continue to accept jobs. They knew when they came to me, they, they came to a table of truth and a table of peace. If they wanted chaos, they can go to the day room, or they can go to one of these other dudes that's not talking about anything but playing dominoes or some cards or some foolishness. But when they came here, they knew they could eat, and there was some peace there. There was some peace there. So we have to continue to provide that for them, men. And I have so many stories that I've heard about these guys. I end up hearing about it down the line, how they've affected somebody else's life because eventually they got it together. Eventually they got it together. It took us 30, 40 years to get it together. Why are we not allowing them to figure it out? Be there for them and let them figure it out instead of disowning them. You foolish. And the good thing my father my father raised us. He said, and he was my father's from California, and they grew up in the hood. And my father raised me. He said, look, you got guys in the neighborhood that are stealing cars, breaking in the houses. He said they are human. He said you treat them like humans, they'll respect you and what you got. And we lived that life. I knew what they were doing, and I wasn't doing what they were doing at that time. But I embraced them. They came to the house and ate, you know, bananas and, 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 and apples and, and whatever, sandwiches, whatever we had. And I didn't even know that some of these kids didn't even have no food because their mom and daddy was on crack. Mm. But because my dad gave me that, I was able, I was, when I did find out, oh, yeah, man, come on. So I made sure they had food. I looked out for them. We hung out. We mm-hmm. were friends. I didn't talk about them. If I had clothes that they could fit, they could have them. But we didn't, we didn't have people breaking in our house. That's and right. we were surrounded by them. We were surrounded by them. We didn't have people breaking in the house. We didn't. And so we never, we never had that fear of people in the streets because we always treated people like people. And to this day, people that know me, they know I treat them as people. I don't care what your lifestyle is. Everybody needs a light. Everybody needs a seed of hope planted inside of them. And, and I'm gonna be that, whether it's physical, or whether it's spiritual, or by word. I'm gonna be that. And that's what we need to be in our communities.
2: So so, uh, um, have you thought about doing something? Are you currently doing something in the community? Do you have – are you doing a nonprofit? Are you connected with an association so people can be directed your way? Because I love the way that you express yourself. I love the articulation, the intelligence that you display, and the, the, the candid transparency that you show saying, hey, this is my life, this is where I ended up, and this is what it happened. But, hey, let me take my pain, and hopefully you can gain something from it so you don't have to experience what I went through. And, La David, this is why I'm doing what I do. I'm doing this because mm-hmm. I want someone to gain from the pain that I have inside of me. And that's what God wants us to do. If we can share some knowledge and help people avoid some pitfalls, and some stumbling mm-hmm. blocks. Please share yeah. your testimony because it can help someone. A good workman need not be ashamed. Period. He That's right. That's right. So, is there somewhere where they can reach out to you?
8: Well, I'm. Uh, I work with an organization called Alpha. I'm. I'm working in two different areas. Alpha. It's. Uh. It's not. It's not a Bible study. It's not anything like that. But this organization has every race, every denomination together and their one focus is bridging the gap between the community and the church relationship that's what it's about and i offer a tool it's free it's free what i'm doing is free i'm not going around charging people for this but i go to churches i go to ministries i go to uh, coffee shops anybody that want to offer this tool to a group of people who normally wouldn't even go to church but it's a setting, a comfortable environment for them to come in and eat. You know, whether it's snacks or food, depending on what time it is. And we have open discussion. You can. If we're not there to judge you for what you think. We just want to know what you think and why you think it. And we share. And you get to listen to other people's opinions. I call it the No Judgement Zone. And it's called Out. Mm-hmm. And my email address is LaDavid L A D A V I D Taylor T A Y L O R dot X Alpha, A L P H A U S A. Dot org And anybody, you email me um, And I'll get right back to you Right now, I'm in Houston I'm from Dallas And I'm connecting with people in Dallas Because the next step for me Is moving, and see, I'm out here in Houston And yes, I'm involved in the community I'm connected with a uh, Prison reform group And we're dealing with prison reform from a perspective of educating the men that are in prison with classes like Toastmasters, taking uh, mm. our young Maxwell classes on how to be a leader, how to effectively communicate. Because one of the biggest problems that we have is being able to communicate what we think, what we feel, and what we want in a short period of time. And a lot of our young men and women when you ask them, even at a job interview, okay, uh, what do you do? They spend 20 minutes trying to tell you what they do, and they still don't get to tell you what they do because they just don't know how to affect, effectively communicate that. So that's what we're, we're approaching that reform in that manner because that's what changed our life. Me and a friend of mine named uh, Tuan Nguyen, he's an Asian guy. Yes, we're breaking barriers. We're not making this a, 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 a racial bias thing. This is because uh, ignorance affects everybody. Ignorance affects everybody. And if we can break that cycle, that chain of ignorance, then we can have more people coming out of uh, prison better prepared to do what they need to do for their families, for themselves, you know, and and what have you. Whatever agenda they have set, where they trying to go, they can achieve that with uh, a better way of communicating and being just an effective uh, thinker. As a man or a woman. But so that's, um, I can give you more on that, more information on that uh, if I'm allowed the opportunity to talk again. But yes, I work from the biblical side and from the prison side, dealing with, and homeless. I deal with the homeless. I did, guys coming out of prison, they contact me. They need a place to stay. They need uh, um, food. They may need work. I, I meet people. I keep those connections. I share those connections, and together we help. That's what I. That's what I do. That's what we do. We help together
4: because so, no man can do so this alone. Is there an alone, Alpha program,
8: there there an alpha, alpha, program yes. in, the, in the
2: Dallas area?
8: Yes. I'm um, right now. I'm in the middle of uh, developing a training program for a church called Mount Hebron in Garland. It's a it's a nice oh, church New Mount in Hebron. Garland.
7: New Mount Hebron. And, mm-hmm. Yes,
8: and we're gonna from it's there the we're Mount. gonna spread it out, huh?
2: It's called the Mount, right?
8: Mount Hebron. I I believe so. It's in Garland. Yes.
4: Yes. And okay.
2: So, awesome. Well, thank you, little David, and we appreciate your call. And I tell you, you are just I mean, you're phenomenal. Thank you, brother. Thank you for doing what you're doing in the community. And, and and being a light in the dark places and helping these young men understand that there is a way to communicate effectively and you can grow up immediately.
6: Grow, you may That's not it. grow up immediately,
2: but there are men to help guide you. You're being a light unto right. the feet of many, many men. And thank you right. so much. God bless you. Yes.
7: Thank you for and, the and opportunity, you. George. Can you, I really appreciate can you,
2: it. Can you text your information inside the text box so that way I can have it. Oh, better yet, I'll get it later. I, I think I can find a way of contacting you. Yes. Awesome. Yes, Thank, you so Thank you, I'm you
8: sorry. have a, Yes, you oh, have my information.
2: I know. I just realized okay. I have it. Thank you so much, to the David. It was awesome. Thank you. God Thank bless you. you so
8: much for having me, though. God bless you. And I'm praying and I'm by your side.
2: Thank you so much. God bless you. Are there any more callers, Chris?
3: Uh, No, you are good to go. All
2: right, all right. Well, let me just go over some of these comments that are coming through. We have someone said, uh, police are human. We all go through the cycles of life the badge and gun don't change a thing it's the same thing in california i've been seeing this all my life it started in my childhood wow okay uh there's another comment are you surprised <laughs> i don't know uh i don't know why that was written but i'm sure it was during the time that the uh former officer was on the line
1: and i said
2: no um then we got Let's not forget that we are being tracked by our cell phones. Okay, very informative. Very informative. Wow. And let's see, we are closer to the prize than we think. For over a hundred years, we've we've gotten to this point. We didn't get. We don't get it, and we get all tracked by looking at the adversities, and we miss the bless the blessings. Look at this thing differently. I wish this person that wrote this would call in and explain that because people don't understand what she's saying, but I don't want to give my opinion. Well, I'm going to give you my opinion about what she's saying. What I believe she's saying is that we are closer to our breakthrough than we think. allowing um, adversities to stop us from getting there. We focus more on the hardship versus the we 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 haggle with the hardship instead of doing something to stop the hardship. Let's stop haggling with these things and let's get busy. We have the capabilities of doing it by binding bonding together, getting things done, and 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 it's taken a long time to get to this point. We don't have to haggle anymore, people. We've got a lot of people that are with us. We got a lot of races coming together. It's no longer about racism. It's about a race. See who can get there. Let's all get in this line together. But I don't know if that's what she means. But that's my my take on it. We're closer to the prize than we think if we just come on and stop letting racism be the kick, the, 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 the 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 adversity that we look at and turn it into a race to beat people to be people to the finish line that are trying to stay in this racist mindset. Let's block all of that out. Let's move forward. I know it it still exists. Don't get me wrong, and it will always be here in some type of underlying. But I guarantee, if we start calling those racist people out, hmm, they'll stop it. Now, oh, this is what I want to say, y'all. Let me drop this. Let me give you this. This call drop to suck on. Let me tell you what I'm finding. There's just as many prejudices as black people as there are white people. I mean, y'all, I, I, I was talking to somebody today, and I tell you, she's a downright sanctified field with the Holy Spirit, comes to Jesus every Sunday morning, morning, noon, night, day, Monday night, Wednesday night, whatever, whenever the church doors are open. She's there. And can give you all the advice in the world about the Lord. But honey, when I got to talking about this this this, this some thing, honey, I think she told Jesus to hold on, she'll be back. She went to talk about white people and how white people this and white people that and white people do do that. And I got to looking at I mean I was This is super Well girl, let me let us ask you a question. Oh Lord Y'all quit thinking that this is a one-way street. No, we we got some issues within ourselves, and yes, we do have a right, in our own right, we do, because of what we've seen. But you better believe that the media keeps what they want out here circulating. Y'all better get some senses. I'm telling you, I tell people all the time, I don't believe nothing the news says, nothing. If I do not see it for myself, I don't believe it. I don't. And, like, when they first put this story out, like I said earlier, they made it look like that the people were burning up their community. I didn't believe it. I told people, don't trust that news. Don't trust it. And come to find out they burnt up the police station and the stores around the police. But the way they put it out there, it's like, we so ignorant and so dumb that we're going to burn up our own neighborhood. I told you, don't trust the media. The media ain't right sometimes, y'all. They not look. I'm in media now. We ain't right. Well, I'm going to be right because I'm going to tell you like a T.I.E. because I'm the reality coach. So, you know, if I'm wrong, okay, I don't mind being, I don't mind you saying check, point, check, may check, come. I don't mind it. But I'm telling you, the media is terrible sometimes. They put a light on a place that don't even need to be lit up. And we got to stop believing that. They, and this pandemic, now, y'all, I'm just curious. First of all, I was wondering about the pandemic and when I go to scratching my neck, that means the reality close getting ready to drop something. Uh I am just curious. All these homeless people, I ain't heard not one homeless person dying from Corona nineteen. COVID nineteen corona uh Corona. All is protesting and is riding what happened to Corona. Whole corona is looking like La Rona. And I'm just saying, y'all, La Rona. I don't know, and I'm sure. Now, I'm not, taking, I'm not taking away from this at all. To all those who lost their loved ones to it, yes, I do understand it's something serious, and I'm not making light of it, but you've got to get to the point to where you start looking at things from a different perspective. You've got to liberate your mind in order to transform your life. If this is such a pandemic, what happens? They haven't came up with a vaccine unless they, well, maybe they ain't told me. I don't know. But I know one thing. The pandemic is not such a pandemic anymore. It's a personal pandemic. Like I said, everybody was walking, you know, their face covered up, their they, they mouth covered up, their nose, all of that stuff covered up. But ain't nobody thinking about it now because they're on their own personal pandemic, which is stress. Let's find a way to release this stress. And I'm not saying, as the, as the caller said before, some things you can't lay on stress. But I say stress is the culprit of a lot of things because stress will cause you to think irrational. Y'all know I'm the queen of irrational thinking when I'm stressed. I can't eat. I go to regular to reach, and I go to doing all kinds of things, that I don't have no business doing it. And I the only thing I don't reach for is the Lord. But thank God, his grace and his mercy, he keeps me. Well, Lord, thank you, because, honey, I would be in trouble without his grace and his mercy. Because I'd be all over the place, y'all. I'd be all over the place. But anyway, back to what I was saying. We as Christians, we've got to start doing a little better. We as believers, we really do. We cannot... Pick Jesus up and put him down. Pick him up and put him down when it's convenient for us. We can't. And I know we're human, and I'm not judging you because I'm not perfect. But I tell you what, to sit here and be treating people any kind of way and, and, and telling somebody how wonderful the Lord is, and then all of a sudden because I get upset, I forget that I'm supposed to be serving the Lord and I'm supposed to be a light. That tree is supposed, if it's an apple tree, it ain't supposed to turn around and start bearing pears. It's supposed to stay an apple tree. So, you know, y'all, you know, we we, we is believing. We got to start checking ourselves because guess what? Somebody's watching us. They're always watching us, always watching us. Needless to say, you guys, um, this has been so informative and so powerful. Stress is, it's a, it's a terrible thing. It is. It really is. And I believe it's a personal pandemic and sometimes we don't realise we're stressed. We don't know our triggers. We we, we gotta learn all of that. And, and and if you don't know, look at somebody else and I, I know you talk to someone and all of a sudden you see them just go off and you are looking like Is that that serious? And the first thing they say, Oh girl, this job is stressing me out. Oh, these kids, ooh, Lord, I ain't got I can't pay my bill. Oh, this waste. Ooh, we are, I, I, ooh, this dress, ooh, it's always something. Those are stresses and the triggers that lay dormant. And if you don't identify them, you will find yourself yelling at your children, taking things out on your coworkers, taking things out on your spouse, your mate, your friends, your loved ones. You've got to identify those triggers. please. Take a, like one of the callers said, when she feels herself getting stressed, she takes a moment and she steps back and she looks at herself. That's why on the fly it tells you it's got a finger pointing in the mirror and that finger is pointing back at itself. Look at you. What are you doing? What are you causing yourself? What are you doing to you? Look at you. Stress. Your own personal pandemic that can that can cause you to have high blood pressure diabetes stroke, heart attack if you don't start looking at that stuff as internally infecting your body it's eventually going to cause you to do something that you normally would not do well you guys it's about time for me to wrap up this show I want to thank everyone for tuning in everyone that called in all of the, the wisdom and the knowledge that was shared and thank you for a giving me the opportunity to be a sounding board. And if I said something that was offensive, counted to my mind, not my heart, because my heart is pure as gold. It really is. And my mind can sometimes get a little cloudy, but thank you for people like you keeping the reality coach in align with the Holy Spirit. Hold me accountable. I don't mind because I'm trying to get there. y'all. I will see my message. I know it's got my address on. I'm already on Beverly Hills. So I might, well, Beverly Hills on Earth is supposed to be the biggest place in the United States. I live on Beverly Hills. So you guys, please help me get there. Help me get there. Help me get there. So needless to say, you know, I always like to close with my MDM. But before I do that, let me tell you how, well, let me close with my, let me tell you how you can reach me. I'm Dorothy Patterson, the reality coach. You can call me at 972 Nine five nine five one four. But I suggest you text me first, please, so I can know that you're trying to get to me about business. Cause I am sick of that girl scam. I'm so tired of her. I don't. I wish she changed her name to something else. Well, oh, she has, she didn't gave herself a last name. Scam likely. So if I get that y'all, I normally hey, don't answer this phone. So if you can text me, let me know. if someone calling for the reality coach? Again, the number is 972-9514. You can catch me on Facebook, or you can message me at Dorothy Patterson. You can find me at um, Faith in the Flesh Ministries. You can find me all over Facebook. All you got to do is type in Dorothy Patterson, and you'll see this cute face with some hair in a purple background, or you'll see a tree a green tree on one side, a dead tree on the other side, because if you ain't helping somebody, you may as well not be living. you got to, in order for you to grow, you got to share what you've already learned so your seeds can grow and you can see yourself growing. So that's one way. And another way, you can go to my website, Dorsey-Patterson.com, which is under construction right now because I'm trying to make it more
4: easy
2: for you to get the information that you need. Or you can always catch me every Monday night from 6 to 8 here, right here on TPV Radio Network. (laughs) Yes, the psalmist voice, the psalmist voice. I mean, again, thank you, Chris. Thank you for doing what you do. I know it's not easy, but I thank you, I thank you, I thank you, and I thank you all viewers for listening in and tuning in. And here it comes. Can I get my drum roll for the MDM? (laughs) MDM, which is the mouth drop moment, one word today that everybody is not paying attention to. Distraction. Distraction is everywhere. It is everywhere, and it's to throw you off course. Remember, every time you think of something and you want to, in ma- your mouth go like this, the MDM word is hey. Distraction Please pay attention people to your attracting distractions They're so attracting They're there to attract us and lure us in So that way we can get distracted from our purpose Stay focused And don't let that old nasty word distraction throw you off Stay focused I'm Dorothy Patterson, the reality coach and thank you again for tuning in, and God bless you. And again, see you next week right here on TPV Radio Network.com. The Psalmist Voice.
1: Turn it up, Chris. Be the queen, but my father's king of everything. I'm adopted into the power.
0: Never heard Christian radio quite like this. Get your fix 24/7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. TPV Radio, Central
4: Texas.
0: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?